This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm your host, Elena Yanake, bringing you the news. But first, let's take a quick look at the weather picture. It's colder than usual for this time of the year, with maximum temperatures ranging from 10 to 19 degrees Celsius. The new reading in Bucharest was 14 degrees. And now, the news, the headlines. The Bucharest government will pass today during a special meeting an emergency order on rebalancing the state budget. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is today attending in Stockholm, Sweden, an informal meeting of the Foreign Affairs Ministers. And a record number of cultural events will be held as part of the Night of Museums. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is today attending in Stockholm, Sweden, an informal meeting of the Foreign Affairs Ministers hosted by the Swedish Presidency of the EU Council. Ministers are expected to discuss Russia's aggression, support to Ukraine and enhance dialogue with third countries on the global consequences of Russia's aggression. Also, they will have a strategic discussion on EU-China relations. An informal exchange of opinions will be held with Ukrainian Foreign Minister Mitro Kuleba. According to the Romanian Foreign Ministry, Bogdan Aurescu will reaffirm the need to further support Ukraine on multiple levels and to ensure the coherence of the support granted to this country at EU and NATO levels. Romanian President Klaus Johannes will receive the Franz Werfel Human Rights Award granted by the German Center Against Expulsions, DPA report. Aged 63, Johannes will become the 11th winner of this award, granted to him for his tireless and multilateral commitment to defending human rights and minority rights in Romania and Europe. The award, granted every two years, comes along with a money prize of 10,000 euros. Among the previous laureates are former German president Joachim Gauch, the winner of the Nobel Prize in Literature Hertha Müller, and historian Karl Schögel. The prize will be awarded during a ceremony held on June 4th in Frankfurt, Germany, when a congratulatory speech will be delivered by former European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker. The Bucharest government will pass today, during a special meeting, an emergency order on rebalancing the state budget. According to Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă, the new fiscal measures will target expenses that can be postponed and will not affect salaries. 
Thus, the government decided to cut by 10% the ministry's expenses with goods and services and ban the purchase of cars and furniture, also suspending employment in public institutions. The number of jobs in the public dignitaries' offices and chancelleries in central public administration will be reduced by half. Moreover, schools, healthcare and military units will purchase Romanian food products for their canteens in keeping with clear rules in this respect. The National Network of Romanian Museums has announced an absolute record of cultural events enlisted as part of the Night of Museums. 297 from Romania and 14 from the Republic of Moldova. Bucharest will host around 60 events proposed by museums, art galleries, cultural centers, opera houses, choirs, palaces, institutes, high schools and music festivals. The special guest of the current edition is the World Childhood Museum for the first time in Romania. The exhibition, entitled Listen, will be open at the Romanian Peasant Museum. Access is free of charge. The governor of the National Bank of Romania, Mugur Isarescu, is today presenting a report on inflation May 2023. The Central Bank Board analyzed and greenlighted the report in its Wednesday meeting. According to the report, the annual inflation rate will probably continue to drop on a trajectory almost similar to the one forecast previously, to a one-figure level in the third quarter of 2023. Benere revised downwards to 7% the inflation forecast for end 2023 and estimates a 4.2% inflation rate for end 2024. The annual inflation rate went down to 11.23% in April from 14.53% in March, according to the National Statistics Institute. To end the news bulletin, here are the top stories again. The Bucharest government will pass today, during a special meeting, an emergency order on rebalancing the state budget. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is today attending in Stockholm, Sweden, an informal meeting of the Foreign Affairs Ministers. And a record number of cultural events will be held as part of the Night of Museums. The so-called special pensions is an unpleasant issue on the agenda of the government in Bucharest. This is Daniel Bill to the microphone with a report by Bogdan Matei. Under the protocols of the incumbent ruling coalition in Bucharest, the PSD leader Marcel Ciolacu will be replacing liberal leader Nicolae Ciucă as Romania's prime minister. With the mandate, Cholacu is also going to inherit the prickly issue of the so-called special pensions, which aren't complying with the contribution principle and are presently benefiting former MPs, diplomats, magistrates or retired employees of the country's defence, security and public order structures. 
The project of reforming the special pension system can be endorsed by Parliament by the end of the present session, but the assumption of the government's responsibility is also being considered, Cholaku went on to say. He says that he is having a permanent dialogue on the issue with his party colleague and the incumbent Labour minister, Marius Boudet. The issue, as the future Prime Minister admits, is that the file should have been closed by now, as it was included in the third payment request for the funding of the country's national plan of recovery and resilience, through which Brussels financially supports a part of Romania's reforms and investment. Boudet is expected to leave for Brussels next week for a new round of talks on the issue with European officials. Until then, the World Bank has completed a report on the impact of the new measures proposed by the coalition regarding the special pensions and, according to the press, the document shows that the result in terms of budget spending cuts would be insignificant. According to WB experts, the progressive taxation of up to 15% of the special pensions will have negligible effects and the same goes for another measure which eliminated five bonuses and would lead to only a 2% deduction from the servicemen's pensions. Defence Minister Angel Tulver, also with the PSD, has again insisted that no one should touch the pensions of the retired soldiers, which aren't actually special pensions. The minister argues that a large number of young people should be attracted into the armed forces. We are talking in vain about tanks, rockets, corvettes, frigates and the other things that we want and we are going to have. All these things need highly trained personnel, as the Romanian army presently boasts. And that's why I insist on attracting young people into the army, but also on encouraging them to remain in the armed forces by ensuring a certain standard of living and the predictability of a career in this field. The minister went on to say, The opposition USR says that the PSD and PNL are actually duping the Romanians that they really want to eliminate the special pensions and has dubbed the Liberal Prime Minister Ciuca a three-necktie statesman who is presently benefiting from the special pension of a retired army general and will soon add a second one of a former MP. Romania will have the first tyre plant in the world with carbon dioxide-free production. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Roxana Vasile. Romania is already in the Book of Records. Due to its huge dimensions, the Palace of Parliament in Bucharest is the second largest administrative building in the world after the Pentagon. In terms of volume, it is in third place on Earth and beats all the constructions on the world map in the weight category. It is not certain that the future plant in Orada in Western Romania will be registered in the Book of Records too. But thanks to it, Romania will certainly set a first, as it will be the first tyre company in the world with zero CO2 emissions. The building of the plant started on Tuesday 
and the works are carried out by the Finnish company Nokian Tires. The value of the investment is over 600 million euros, of which 100 million represents the support granted by the Bucharest government. Production will begin towards the end of 2024, and hundreds of jobs will be created in the new plant. The official launch of the investment took place in the presence of Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă, who said, Zero carbon dioxide emissions. It is the first tyre plant in the world to achieve this level of ambition. It is very important if we think of the steps that are currently taken at the level of the European Union and around the world to protect the environment, and I think it is an example that can be followed. It will have its own green energy production component and, of course, it will also benefit from the facilities that local authorities are developing in terms of ensuring electricity from renewable sources. Starting 2024, approximately 6 million tyres will leave the gates of the Oradea factory annually. However, this also implies the need for a transport infrastructure to support the fins from Nokian tyres and, as a whole, to support all Romanian or foreign investors in Romania. That's why Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă also visited the construction site of the connecting road between the Oradea Ring Road and the 8-3 motorway, which will connect Bucharest to the Borș Customs Point on the border with Hungary, along 600 kilometers. The project is almost 55% complete and costs around 1 million euros, money from European funds. The investment is considered particularly important, especially for national and international freight transport. In the Prime Minister's opinion, such an investment proves how important the connection between local and central authority is for the achievement of strategic objectives. That was Radio Newsreel. Focus on Romania. Next up in this broadcast is Song of the Day. Listen to the band Trei Sudest with their song One. Sure, 
mai tare concert Ești superstarul care mi-a schimbat destinul Eu cu tine cel mai tare duet Până la capăt fanul tău numărul 1 Bine ai venit la cel mai tare concert Ești superstarul care mi-a schimbat destinul Bine ai venit Bine ai venit În noapte vreau să scând Să te privesc adânc Să fac ce n-am făcut în dragoste Listening to Radio Romania International. The future starts today. starts today. I'm Kalin Kotsoyu. The National Report on the Situation of Drugs, drawn up annually by the National Anti-Drug Agency, is a reference document for the experts in the field of narcotics, for decision makers, and for any person interested in the latest trends recorded in the evolution of this phenomenon. The most recent such document, published at the beginning of the year, analyzes the data recorded in 2021 and in the chapter on the main drugs consumed in Romania it specifies that 10.7% of those aged between 15 and 64 have taken at least one type of illicit drug throughout their life experimental consumption 6% of them have also consumed in the last year meaning recent consumption the highest rate of consumption is among the young population, 15 to 34, adolescence being the period with the greatest vulnerability to initiating drug use. The data also show that cannabis continues to be one of the most consumed drugs in Romania, both by the general population, second place in the ranking of the most consumed illicit drugs in Romania after psychotropic substances, and by the school population. Moreover, cannabis and cocaine have an increasing availability on the illicit drug market, with 2021 seizures reaching the highest values for cocaine and the second highest value for cannabis recorded to date. It is also worth mentioning that almost 75% of the total amount of drugs from significant seizures was destined for the illicit market in Romania, an aspect which, experts say, shows that there is a dynamic of this market at the national level. The good news, on the other hand, would be the 12% reduction in recreational consumption. Beyond statistics and numbers, 
experts draw attention to the dangers to which consumers are exposed and provide solutions to help them get rid of this addiction. An expert in combating the drug phenomenon, sociologist Catalin Tone spoke on Radio Romania about narcotics and actions to combat and prevent their use. Besides paying attention to our kids, we also need to pay attention to their entourage. We must provide the parents with clear instructions, with training. We must provide them with materials for study, as there are many parents who do not know about drugs because they belong to other generations. We need to come up with alternatives, and I emphasize this world, alternatives. The moment you put a ban on something, you must come up with alternatives. We have to come up with them like exercise, sports, with alternatives that give children that extra amount of dopamine in the brain so that they should not be tempted by drugs. We must stand by their side. We have to enter their world, both teachers and teaching staff and the parents, because temptations are everywhere. We have negative influencers. We have the Internet that bombards children with all sorts of advice and encouragement to start consuming drugs. It is time for us to get down to work. We should be organized and effective. We should look to Western states, states with experience in this area, because things can take a negative turn. We are at a focal point in terms of music events. We have put Romania on the map of entertainment tourism. This is important from a financial and economic point of view, but this comes as a package with vices, incidents, with problems, and with drugs. Officially, in terms of drug consumption, Romania is at the bottom of the list. However, experts say that many of the consumers fell through the cracks in terms of official statistics. We asked where drug consumption can lead, and the answer came from Radu Cinku, an emergency medicine and toxicology specialist. We are talking about acute intoxication, which can put life in danger. We are talking about life-threatening complications, such as toxic encephalopathy, meaning a coma that calls for intubation and medical ventilation. We are also talking about cardiotoxicity, meaning toxicity at the level of the heart, which could cause cardiac arrhythmia which can result in cardiac arrest. We are also talking about renal toxicity, where some substances may cause acute renal blockage, needing dialysis. Unfortunately, repeated consumption may lead to developing tolerance. This means that we have to increase the dosage to get the same effect, and tolerance leads to addiction, meaning that we constantly need that substance because otherwise we get withdrawal symptoms, These symptoms can lead to violence or self-harm, which in turn may lead to crime. A patient who needs a substance could do anything to get it. Consumption and trafficking of drugs is criminalized in Romania, and recently penalties have been enhanced. At the same time, all the projects and interventions from the National Anti-Drug Agency aimed at reducing the demand for drugs were focused on consolidating the integrated national system for prevention and assistance. You've been listening to The Future Starts Today.
This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Welcome, I'm Elena Enake. From the end of April until the middle of May, the Horizon Gallery in central Bucharest venues the Glass Exhibition, now at its 35th edition, dedicated to the late artist Vladimir Choroyu. Vladimir Choroyu, 1950-2023, was a member of the decorative arts branch of the Visual Artists. In 1988, he initiated and staged the first national art show in glass at the Horizon Gallery in Bucharest. The current exhibition brings together the works of 66 Romanian and international glass artists, including students with the decorative arts section. Portraits, painted glass, sculptures, decorative objects and household objects are on display until the middle of May. The exhibition is curated by three artists who are also exhibitors at Sticlarilor 35, Ioana Stelia, Madalina Ion Dima and Mihai Bancila. The latter told us more about the exhibition and about glass and glassmakers today. Mihai Bancila. Este un salon internațional. Ne-am plecat de la ideea să arătăm lucrări. Din nefericire, sticla este It's an international exhibition. We started from the idea of putting works on display. Unfortunately, this form of art goes through a difficult time because of the war in our vicinity, which made materials very expensive. I was quite worried when I launched the open call because there were very few applications. I was very happy to see in the end that 66 artists registered to take part in the event, many of them from abroad, from countries like Poland, Turkey and Germany. In terms of concept, it is an exhibition dedicated to the memory of Vladimir Choroyu, who first organized the glass exhibition in 1988 and kept doing it for 35 years. My two colleagues, Madalina Ion and Ioana Stelia, the two curators and I, believe that we received a legacy which we want to carry forward. What we tried to do here is to show a place where the exhibits live, where artists are also present to present their works, not necessarily in terms of technique, but in terms of concept. We tried to show that this form of art still exists. It's beautiful, it's difficult, but we're there. My opinion is that for quite some time there is no such thing as glass. The decorative form and the forms of the decorative arts now started to help each other. I can no longer speak of glass as glass, but I speak of pipe-blown sculptural works, engraved works, metalworks, woodworks. The shape of the glass lives through the form of decorative arts, seen also as sculptural, but also as a form of a household object, a sculptural object in the house to make the space more beautiful. Mihai Bancilă comes from a family of artists, his sister and father being established glass artists themselves, Alina Bancilă and Dan Bancilă. You have been listening to Cultural Event.
next in this program sports hello this is daniel bills the microphone this weekend we'll be seeing the eighth leg of the romanian football super league the race for the first position in the ranking involves rapid bucharest which is going to play sepsis funtu gheorghe on friday the most important games for winning the championship and for qualification in the European Cups will be taking place on Saturday and Sunday. At the top of the table, Farul Constanța goes to Craiova to play local side Universitatea, a team ranking fourth, which is hankering for a place in the preliminaries of the European competition Conference League. A wrong step taken by Farul at this point is tantamount to failure as only three points are separating them from the runner-up FCSB they are going to meet in Ovidiu on the 21st of May. FCSB will be up against CFR Cluj, the champions of the past years in Bucharest on Sunday. CFR is presently ranking third and stands slim chances of winning the sixth consecutive title. On a Friday, FC Voluntar plays FC Botoshan, while on Saturday, Petrolul Ploiești plays on their own turf, Hermannstadt. Universitatea Cluj will be up against Kindia Târgoviște, and if they win, they will diminish Kindia's chances to remain in the Super League. On Sunday, CS Mioven, which has already demoted, will be playing on their own turf UTA Arad with the same number of points as Kindia and also striving to avoid demotion. Another match in the hot area at the bottom of the table is pitching FC Argish against FCU Krajova. Argish is also making desperate efforts to remain in the first Romanian football league. In the end, we remind you that you can revisit this report on the internet at rri.ro as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. Listening to Radio Romania International. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Today's edition of Music Highlights is devoted to Romanian composer and conductor Constantin Silvestri. So, to start with, here is an excerpt from his composition Three Pieces for String Orchestra, Opus 4, Number 2, performed by the National Radio Orchestra under the baton of Cristiano Roșanu.
Constantin Silvestri was born 110 years ago, on May 31st. He had his debut at the age of only 10, and at 17 he conducted one of his own compositions. Even as a student, he became the recipient of important awards and established the conducting class at the conservatory. He is also the one thanks to whom the choir of the Georgianesco Philharmonics was established, with which he toured the country and the world. Next in the program, we invite you to listen to a fragment from a historic recording of his first composition, Toccata from Prelude and Fugue for String Orchestra. Thank you. 
Konstantin Silvestri authored dozens of orchestra and chamber works and was dubbed by many the second best Romanian composer after Enescu. But he was also a great conductor. So to end today's music program, we invited to listen to a recording from the first edition of the George Enescu Festival, when Konstantin Silvestri conducted the National Radio Orchestra, performing the second part of Symphony No. 6 by Alfred Mendelssohn. Living Romania. Coming up next in this broadcast, stay tuned for Artscape. Hello, I'm Cristina Mateescu, and today we're going to talk about the American tour of one of Romania's most celebrated and widely translated writers, Mircea Cărtărescu. His latest novel, to be translated into English, called Solenoid, 
has been met with enthusiastic reviews in the English-speaking world, also winning the Los Angeles Times Book Prize for Fiction. Stay tuned to find out more. Mitya Kartarescu's masterpiece Solenoid is the kind of astonishing literary text whose innumerable qualities emerge from any randomly chosen fragment. Rooted in the communist environment of Bucharest in the 1970s and early of the 1980s, the narrator of this anti-novel is a teacher in an ordinary school who, through myth, fairy tale, dream, hallucination and realistic narration, recounts his childhood and his youth, his place of work and colleagues and ultimately the entire universe, said the judges who awarded Cartarescu the Los Angeles Times Book Prize for Fiction, one of the most prestigious literary awards in the U.S. Born in 1956 in Bucharest, where he still lives and teaches, Cartarescu is a best-selling author and the leading contemporary literary voice in his home country. His books have also been widely translated, with versions appearing in, among others, the German, French, Spanish, Dutch and Swedish languages, as well as Japanese. Solenoid, his latest title to become available in English in the acclaimed translation of Sean Cotter, was published by Deep Vellum with the support of the Romanian Cultural Institute. In April, Cartarescu embarked on an extensive U.S. tour to promote the book that took him to San Francisco, Seattle, Dallas, Houston and New York. You are listening to Radio Romania International. In an event hosted by the University of Texas at Dallas, Mitya Cardarescu was in conversation with the translator of his book, Sean Cotton. A professor of literature and literary translation at this university, Sean Cotter is well known to lovers of Romanian fiction and poetry in English, having translated, among others, Will with a Single Spoke and other poems by Nikita Stănescu, Mircea Cărtărescu's opus Blinding, Matei Caragiale's Rakes of the Old Court and Magda Cârneci's Femme. Speaking about Solenoid, he described it as a summation of Cărtărescu's work so far. This book is uh, more or less the story of a high school teacher. This high school teacher who dreams of being a poet and goes to a famous poetry workshop that was being held. This is based on an actual poetry workshop called the uh, Monday Poetry Workshop in Romanian. And the book is called The Moon Poetry Workshop. So he goes to this workshop, he reads his work, and it is uh, absolutely rejected by everybody that's there. And there begins kind of an alternate life where the autobiographical material diverges from the fictional material. And the high school teacher begins to have a series of strange things happen to him, strange coincidences. He follows some of the children from the high school who seem to be hanging out in an abandoned factory doing who knows what. He, so the teacher and another teacher go over there to investigate. What they find inside is uh, ser- first a series of marble tombs inside the factory, and then a series of strangely shaped pieces of equipment, giant machineries that have an unknown purpose, each one with a different color code on it. And then they explore, they continue to explore, and it's very difficult actually to explain all the things that they find, but the sense is that we keep exploring and we keep looking for something new. When they return back to the high school, they encounter a girl whose fingers are Uh, seem to be painted, her nails seem to be painted in exactly the same sequence of colors that the machines were in the factory. Coincidences like these mount up, 
They seem to suggest there's a code. They seem to suggest that there's something that we could understand. And little by little, this feeling that we're just about to understand something becomes overwhelming, becomes a kind of anxiety, becomes almost a terror at the face of the universe. Mircea Cărtărescu says his novel makes for an easy and pleasant read, despite its serious themes and intricate style. In my opinion, um, although it has some uh, metaphysical, some uh, mystical parts and so on, actually it's a nice reading. It, it also has its luminous sides. It also has love stories, parables about moral dilemmas, and many, many eccentric, unbelievable characters that will uh, show you what is the power of imagination. Because it's a, it's a book of imagination, it's a book of the inner life. We all uh, live our lives uh, many times forgetting that having the whole world at our feet, we forgot about our inner life, our dreams, our fantasies. So uh, we conquered the outside at the price of the inside many times. And this book, in a way, is a recreating, refining the inner life. Like his previous work, Solenoid also has a dreamlike quality to it. And Cartarescu says everything he writes is inspired by his dreams which he has been recording in his diary ever since he was 17. This fascination with dreams, he says, is something he inherited from his mother. My mother was the biggest dreamer that I know. She was a woman from the countryside and uh, she had no um, education, let's say. Uh, she had only four classes, but uh, each and every morning she used to retell us, me and my sister, a dream. And those dreams were not dreamed by uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. They couldn't have been dreamed by uh, Boranio. There were beyond them, beyond literature and beyond imagination. Cruel, wonderful, full of uh, levitation, full of uh, demonic characters, uh, full of uh, images from her uh, life in the village where she was born, images like in Chagall, full of colors, full of miracle. A poet before he became a novelist, Cartarescu wrote eight volumes of poetry, and his prose still has a beautifully poetic feel. The writer says he never really stopped being a poet. Because poetry, initially, is not the, the art of writing verses, but it's the art of seeing things in a, in a poetic way. The art of living this life in a poetic way. The art of uh, having an oblique look on the things which show the dark side of the moon, the other part of each and every thing, and trying to find beauty, a drop of beauty, not only where everyone sees it, in uh, birds, in butterflies, in beautiful uh, persons and so on, but where nobody expects to see them. So a poet is someone who is able to see beauty, to see beauty and to spread beauty. As for the title of the book, Solenoid, Cartarescu says that while in physics the term refers to a loop of wire often wrapped around a metallic core which produces a magnetic field, when an electric current is passed through it, generating electricity, in his book it serves a slightly different purpose. 
In my book, a solenoid is a big device, a round device, a few meters in diameter, which if they are under a house, for example, they are put in the basement of a house, it produces levitation. So if you are lucky to have one under your house, you can float. You can sleep one meter above your bed, and if you are more lucky, you can make love with your lover above the bed, one meter above the bed, like an astronaut in the lunar module, let's say. So I used these devices to create levitation because levitation is the greatest dream of the humankind, in my opinion. The biggest uh, miracle that happened in all the religions is flying to the sky, raising to the sky. Solenoid is the second Mirjaka Darescu book to be published in English within the span of two years, with his collection of stories Nostalgia, translated by Julian Semillion, published by Penguin Modern Classics UK in 2021. And that's all in Artscape today. Until next time, from me, Cristina Mateescu, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Maria Lotarecu was one of the most popular traditional music vocalists from Oltenia in southern Romania. She was even dubbed the Skylark of the Gorsh County, and a famous Romanian jazz instrumentalist, Johnny Raducanu, used to call her the Ella Fitzgerald of Romania. During her successful career, Maria Lotarecu gave a large number of concerts, made numerous recordings, and participated in a large number of radio and TV shows. Her remarkable voice, the unmatched style and lyrics of the songs in her repertoire have assured her a well-deserved place in the hearts of music lovers from Romania and abroad. Here she is now at the microphone with a dance tune specific to her native area in Gorj County, southern Romania.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.